This is EJ Jarvis, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Indeed, you are listening to Sports Scene for a Monday. Alongside the Gator QB, Shane Matthews, I'm Steve Russell, and we will take your questions, calls, and comments. Daniel is producing today, 392-8255. You can email Russell at WRUF.com. Shane, I guess you know, a lot of ways to look at things here, but you know, look, when you're where Florida is or a South Carolina is, bottom line is wins at this point. It doesn't have to look pretty necessarily, but I thought for the most part Florida did a pretty good job against Vanderbilt. Yeah, I thought it was a pretty clean game for the most part. Uh, you know, the, um, I thought the crowd was pretty good. I thought the kids played hard. And, uh, you know, kind of let Vanderbilt hang around a little bit. You know, the, the double pass uh, was wide open. Khalil just floated it. I think he thought it was back at Hawthorne playing Newberry or somebody. Uh, and then they turn around and score to tie the game up. But, yeah, I thought uh, from top to bottom it was a pretty good effort. Three nine two eight two five five. Call us up. Give us your thoughts as the Gators get set for a huge game, huge game against South Carolina. Uh, David, hello. Hey, Steve. Hey, Shane. Hey there. Yeah, all wins are good wins, and getting back on the track calms people down and stuff a little bit. And I agree with you that it was a pretty clean game. I liked it. Um, I had a question for you guys. I wanted to ask you about Graham Mertz and tell you if I'm on to something here. I think the kid's a pretty smart quarterback. And, you know, I'm not comparing him to Tom Brady, but one of Brady's greatest attributes was his patience in taking what the defense gives him. And I think that between uh, Graham and uh, and Coach, they're taking what the defense gives them. And uh, I don't care if it's for 20 yards. I mean, it's fine. It's more fun. It was more fun to watch you, Shane, throw those uh, intermediate and long passes. But I think we might get there. But I'll take the uh, I'll take the dip and dunk or sideways or upside down or whatever it does that moves the ball down the field if the defense has given us that. Any thoughts? I mean, yeah, I have no problem. I mean, I love a few more deep shots here and there. And for the people that yeah, yeah. That, that call my show or email my show and just because Graham misses a deep ball to Ricky Pearsall saying he can't throw the deep ball, they're, they're clueless. Uh, you have, you're not going to complete all your deep balls, so people need to realize that. I was telling Steve, I got home from playing golf yesterday, turned on – a National Football League game with two quarterbacks that make over $30 million a year. And out of the first 10 plays, five were wide receiver screens. Okay? It's, yeah. a, it's a glorified run play. Now, I hear what you're yeah. saying. We, we used to dink and dunk, too. People forget that. We dinked and dunk a lot, yeah, but we took shots. Sure. So, football has changed a little bit. Again, uh, I understand people's frustrations, but it, it is what it is. The quarterback is very good at what he's asked to do and just appreciate it. I do, and I, I, I appreciate that. It's funny, Shane. I, I think I saw every one of your passes, and I don't remember ever missing anybody. No, I never missed anybody, <laughs> ever. <laughs> but, but one other question, you guys. Uh, special teams. Last year, I, I'm pretty sure, as I recall, Beamer got his boys in there and blocked the punt on us, and uh, we whipped their butts. But... Uh, I think we need to be ready for that again, and I think they're going to come after us pretty hard. And he, 
that family, the Beamer family, are just really, really good at special teams. Thoughts? They are good. I think they put a lot of time into it. Uh, and I would imagine that Billy Napier and his staff will put time to help negate it. Yeah, I want to say Shane on, on multiple staffs he was on before he became a head coach was special teams coordinators at a different couple of different stops. So, yeah, I don't remember them blocking a punt, but you may be right. I just know we manhandled them. So, if you want bulletin board material for game the Gamecocks, it's the outcome that happened in the swamp yeah. last year. David, thank you for your call. We appreciate it. Uh, uh, let's see. Mark says, oftentimes you've mentioned quarterback anticipation, throwing and accuracy throwing are pretty much something you're born with. Mert seems to be struggling at times with holding on the ball too long, leaving the pocket too early. Is that something that can be improved upon via coaching? Uh, I mean, again, I think he's played outstanding all year long. It's easy to sit here and say, did he leave the pocket too soon? Every quarterback does it. I remember Coach Spurrier used to get on to, to me for leaving the pocket sometimes too soon. Uh, anticipation, I think he anticipates well. I, I think he's a hell of a quarterback. I, I talked about it in the summer, and I have not been disappointed at all. Uh, Mike says, do the Gators have a special teams coach? It would seem they don't. The punt team either lets the ball hit and roll for an extra 20-plus yards or they fair catch inside the 10. Pop Warner kids – know to put their foot at the 10 that goes over They don't do head. that anymore. I, I'm just going to say that. That used to be the way it yeah, was. Yeah, it's changed. I don't know why, but it has changed. I'd like to add up all the yards uh, that's cost us offensive field position. It has to be 100 or maybe twice that. It's the unforced and undisciplined play after a half season that's very frustrating to watch. I, I'll, I'll comment on the, the punt return he's talking about, letting the ball bounce. Here, here's – until you've actually been a punt returner or actually been on a practice or a real game and watched it, they set the when they they assume what the average of the the punter has been kicking and they try to put their feet around the yardage there. Well, if the other guy kicks a bad ball, you can't do anything about it because you sometimes you can sprint up and catch it, but if you misjudge it, you really can fumble the football. So there, look. I know what he's talking about, but I trust Ricky Pearsall making good decisions back there. And if he doesn't feel like he can go up and catch it, I have no problem with him getting out of the way because I'd rather the ball bounce and roll another 20 yards than give him the football right there. Yep. Mike says, just listen to a meaningless presser from Napier. Never anything revealing at all. Completely, I think he means blasé. My suggestion and challenge, do not shave your head uh, until he wins on the road. This will show his commitment <clears throat> and willingness to try something new and remind him when he looks in the mirror he hasn't gotten it done. Your thoughts? Well, I mean, the facts are we've won one game on the road. I agree with that. Uh, I mean, Billy's not going to sit there and tell you what his plans are. Uh, maybe they do something different this road trip. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. I, I got to ask this, <clears throat> and Mike, I'm going to throw this back at you. I will admit, I do not watch every coach's press conference. And I understand Billy Napier isn't going to register on the excitement meter. That's just his personality. Who does? Who does? Good point. Deion Sanders, okay. He is the exception. Yeah. He is by far the exception. Does 
Now, the other day when Kentucky played Florida and Stoops said something about, yeah, I think our fans can come and pound a few beers before 12 o'clock. Everybody laughed, Mm -hmm. right? But name me, you know, Lane Kiffin's a good quote, Mm -hmm. but most of the other coaches are like that. And Nick Saban is, unless he's screaming at somebody that he doesn't like or something he doesn't like, he's blasé too. Mm -hmm. Does anybody care? He wins. So part of that is winning. Did you see Stoops just blast his quarterback? Yes. I mean, I guess he's seen enough, maybe. 1227, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Anchored in the soul of Gator Nation and coming to you live from the second story of the CJC on the campus of the University of Florida, you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Southeast Car Agency at 310 Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville is a place I've been doing my business for a long time when it comes to purchasing my vehicles. Now remember, if you're looking for a new one, they don't have any. They haven't had any since opening their doors 40-plus years ago. But if you are looking for the best in late-model, low-mileage vehicles, great selection, Great variety. This is the place to go. And remember, it's got a track record over 40-plus years of doing the same thing they've been doing since first opening their doors. The Cousins family's done it and done it well. Go online, secars.com. You can check out all the video, all the uh, cars that way, or you can go see them in person, Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville, and you can check out the vehicles, test drive them, and eyeball them for yourself. And remember... When you go see him in person, make sure and tell him Sports Scene sent you to the good people at Southeast Car Agency. Attention Florida drivers. October is National Pedestrian Safety Month, and we want to remind you that staying safe is a shared responsibility between you and pedestrians. Last year in Florida, there were over 10,000 pedestrian-related crashes. As a driver, be extra cautious and look out for pedestrians at all times. Slow down and yield to pedestrians in crosswalks. Failure to yield can result in a fine and three points on your license. Remember, safety starts with you. This message is brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles. Hi, this is Dr. Luis Rodriguez of Exceptional Dentistry. Hear what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. I first heard of Exceptional Dentistry through family. Our dentist had retired and we were looking for a new dentist and I valued everybody's input from the family. And so they said that it was professional, well done, friendly staff. Uh, They were just so impressed. I would like people to know about Exceptional Dentistry that you can trust them implicitly to do the best job ever. It's not your worry. Put the worry in their hands and then you'll have a great outcome. Let them do their thing. It's a great spot. We recommend them to everybody. This is Dr. Luis Rodriguez, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. Your home is full of potential, and small changes can make a huge difference. So make your list, pick your designs, and when you're ready to make that potential come to life, rely on Radiant Credit Union to help you get there. A home equity line of credit from Radiant can give you the funds for a home refresh, upgrade to your appliances, or whatever you want to do. 
Plus, Radiant's special intro rate makes it even more affordable. Visit RadiantCU.org slash potential to apply today. Federally insured by NCUA. It's everybody's favorite time of year, Gator football season. And where do Gator fans gather before, during, and after Gator football games? Easy. The social at Midtown. Gainesville's favorite restaurant and rooftop bar. Located right across the street from Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. Stop in before the game for a few drinks and a bite to eat and then walk to the stadium. And if you don't have tickets to the game, The Social has 60 huge flat screen TVs. You'll even be able to hear the roar of the crowd from The Social's rooftop bar. See you at The Social at Midtown. After a storm, unlicensed contractors prey on homeowners. Always hire a contractor with a state-issued license. Verify if your contractor is state licensed at MyFloridaLicense.com. It's time for your UF Bookstore break, right here on Sports Scene with me, Steve Russell. Give me a break. Give me a break. Log on to WRUF.com and sign up to win a $25 gift card to the UF Bookstore in the Wright Union. Just our way of gearing you up and saying thank you right here on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. A nice mix of clouds and sunshine will keep afternoon highs pretty pleasant today in the 70s. Tonight, we're heading back down into the 40s and low 50s. Then Tuesday will be sunny and much warmer in the 80s. Now Wednesday, will be back in the 80s, but with scattered showers. And Thursday, we'll have the best chance for rain this week, highs in the 70s. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Jeff George. Kevin Harlan here from Monday Night Football on Westwood One. From Las Vegas, it's week five of the NFL season, ending with the matchup of two proud franchises looking for a spark. It's the one and three Raiders hosting Jordan Love and the two and two Green Bay Packers. Join me and Mike Golick from Las Vegas for all the action of the Packers and the Raiders on Monday Night Football. Coverage starts Monday night at 7.30 right here on WRUF. From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Silverback Concrete knows you only have one chance to make a building that holds up to the highest standard, and that's why they're the number one choice. You stand on it, we stand by it. Silverback Concrete's got your back. Welcome back to Sports Scene. Alongside the Gator QB, Shane Matthews, I'm Steve Russell, 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. John, hello. Hey, how you doing today? Good, John. I am so sick and tired of people messaging me and telling me that that we need to fire Napier and do this and do that. I mean, that's just stupid, all right? So I took some time and I put this together. Just give me a minute. I said, play calling is based on a team's abilities. When you add analytics, you call high percentage plays. Billy Napier is doing just that. Our old line is a work in progress. They can't hold a pass blocking long enough for receivers to get downfield. Plus, Merce is not known for dropping 40-yard dimes. It takes time to build a championship team. I believe in Billy Napier, and I believe in the process. What do you guys think? I think there's a, a, 
a lot there. What you said is is, is facts. Um, I do think Graham can throw the ball down the field. But, again, I try to tell people, you don't hit all your deep balls. If you throw 10 right. and you hit three of them, you feel pretty good about it. Uh, he right. missed he missed his one or maybe two the other night by a step or two. It happens. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just uh, I, I the the O line has been an issue here and there. There's ways you can mask that. Look, the bottom line: if people ain't figured it out after 19 games, Billy wants to run the football. So yeah. either get behind it or find another team to root for. Uh, that's what he wants to. That's what he wants to do. And we, when we do it well, we win games. The bottom line, John, is, is, and I've been here a long time, and I've seen the good and the bad and the ugly, okay? Right. Your job as a coach, if you're coaching middle school, high school, XFL, is to win a football game. That's what you get paid to do. And whichever – now, there's different ways to do it. Right, You can throw the ball down the field 50 times. You can run the ball 50 times. But the bottom line is winning. But there's a segment of this fan base which, again, because of Steve Spurrier and a little bit because of Urban Meyer, that it has to be done in a certain way. If, they, if, they, if not, they don't like it. Well, I like winning. That's what I like. And whichever right. formula you use to win, that's the one I want. That's just me. Well, isn't our record better this year at the midway point than it was last year? I'd have to go back and look, but one, but I'll say this: if, if one game better. How many people thought at the beginning of the year, if you beat Carolina, Florida would be five and two going into Georgia? I'll take that all, all year long. I, I was one of those. I thought we'd have a better record, but you us. were in the minority. Yes, I'm. I'm in the well, way too. minority. <laughs> All right. I, I thought we'd have eight or nine wins, but uh, you know, I, I'm, I have my blue. You're drinking the Kool Aid. I'm drinking. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I really listen, like listening to you guys, Shane. You do a great job, Steve. I listen to your show every day. Go Gators! I appreciate you, John. Thank you. Let's bring Tony in. Hi, Tony. Hey guys, what's going on? Yeah, man. I uh, I listened to that huge comment on Leary, man. But if you watch that Alabama game, guys, I mean, Leary's just awful. He missed probably about six to eight guys that were wide open that, look, they were going to more than likely get blown out. But you missed six to eight guys. That's going to have an impact on that game somewhat, you know? Um, so he's just really bad. He was bad against us. So that's just – Kentucky's got a lot more L's in their future, guys. Um, listen, as far as Billy's offense, I'm just kind of going just going to vibe with it. You know, if you do a deep vibe into Louisiana, he had a vastly superior talented team in that league. But yet he was involved in a lot of one-score games, and his average scores were in the 20s and stuff like that. That's just the type of football he plays. I've accepted it, and uh, that's it, man. That's the best thing that you could do, man. Just accept it and move on. Um, Shane, question: mm-hmm. Does Armstrong look at what Patrick Tony did last year to South Carolina at all, or does he just go ahead and depend on his eval and his own prep? Since he's running a different type of defense, obviously. Um, how does he handle that going into the South Carolina week? Yeah, he'll definitely. They'll watch last last year's game. They probably have all the uh, have it. They have it broken down. Uh, what worked, what didn't work, and then they'll look at South Carolina what they're doing offensively this year. So yeah, um, schematically, I don't know if he'll take anything from it, but he'll he'll look and see what we did to really 
gives Spencer Rattler problems for sure. Yeah, because yeah, because that was the uh, Patrick Tony's probably finest work last year was that South Carolina game. So I'm real uh, curious to see how Armstrong approaches that. Um, gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thank you, you Tony. Yep. And Carolina has t- trouble protecting the quarterback. Yes, they do. Uh, Greg, hello. Hey, guys. We're officially at the halfway point, so I don't want to be a wet blanket, but in order for us to go past six and six, you're going to have to beat South Carolina on the road. They're going to have to beat Missouri on the road. We're going to have to beat Arkansas at home. That's just to get to six and six. That's not counting Florida State. That would, give us, seven, that would give us seven wins. Yeah, well, okay, you're right, seven. But I was actually, Shane, on the eight and four bandwagon. I said it, too. And so I'm just trying to be realistic here. I'm looking at seven and five, to be honest with you. And we could go worse and end up, you know, just win one more game. I'm just let, being let, real. Let me, ask you, prove me. let me ask you this, yeah, though. Has LSU done anything to really concern you? They can't stop the soul. Scares me at LSU. Offensively, just they, they, yeah, LSU. They're, they're good. Yeah, it's a road game. But let me tell you yeah. something. They have one of the worst defenses I've seen. They, uh, their defense looks worse than our defense the last two years. Yeah, they're, uh, they're horrible. Right, they're Arkansas is not a very good football team. And for everything that Florida State looked like in game one, they have struggled every game since then. So I, 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 I wouldn't chalk them up game. as a loss because I, I yeah. think we match up very well with them. All right, well, this is my question for you, Jane. I'll listen off airs. I'm just kind of confused with the running uh, Ricky Pearsall in motion all the time. You understand offenses a lot more than he, all of us combined. So I was just wondering, why do they do that? What's the point? And I'll listen off air and go Gators. Thank you. Well, Billy likes, like, mo- likes movement, and I mentioned at the beginning of the show, I think I did, the top three offenses with movement in the National Football League are your Dolphins, the Chiefs, and the 49ers. They're the top movement teams. So what it does is it shows the quarterback if he has man or zone, and then it forces when you take a guy from one side of the field across the center, the defense has to communicate and change their coverages or their alignments. So I'm a big movement guy. I also like to go fast sometimes with no movement, but but there is a rhyme or reason why there is some type of movement or motion. Uh, let's see here. Steven says, Georgia's scary. Kentucky seems to have a ceiling. They can't get above beating Florida. Drew says, end of the Miami-Georgia Tech game. Was that the single worst call by a coaching staff in college football history? No. He did it before. Because he did it at Oregon. Yeah. So it's the, maybe the tied for the t- worst. And yeah. Uh, he says, with the lack of transparency with NIL, do you think that call to run the ball was affected at all by NIL? I think I heard the back had almost 100 yards. I don't know how to... You don't take a knee. Uh, well, you just—I don't care if he has 500 yards. You take a yeah, knee. Yeah, I don't care if he had a bonus. <laughs> yeah, you—you got to take a knee there. Uh, John, hello. Hey, how y'all doing, guys? Good. Hey, I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm up here in Podunk, Michigan, so it's cold-ass Michigan. So I'm gonna make this short and quick. Um, you know, Billy Napier said um, needs to get the ball out quicker. We saw Mike McDaniel change that with Tua. How do you change that with Grant Mertz? Oh, okay, thank you, John. Um, look, Tua's still gotten sacked. He's been hit. I, I think Graham's played and great. Two picks yesterday. Yeah, I think Graham's played great. Has he held the ball a couple of times? Yes, but uh, I, I mean, I think Billy brought that up only because somebody in the post game press conference talked about Graham taking shots, and he's like, "Well, Graham probably needs to get rid of it quicker," which that just makes common sense. Uh, I think Graham Mertz has played at an extremely high level this year. Uh, he's extremely tough. I mean, he has taken some blows. Yep. 
a lot of it because he scrambles and runs up into the pocket. Uh, but he, he, he knows when to get rid of the football. I think people are misconstruing what Billy was saying there. The other thing, Shaner, which I just have a hard time with too from what some fans see, there's a reason why Graham Murch's percentage is high because a lot of the throws are high-percentage throws. Yeah. That's, that, that's, that's where it starts from, mm-hmm. right? Now, you can flip that coin and say, well, that's what I'm being critical about, that there's not more downfield. Well, that they take a little more time to develop if he's already taking shots. But the scheme of what he does, which is get it and get it. And he's it. extremely accurate on those. People yes. don't realize on those bubble screens, when a guy's coming in motion, how di- that's, hard, that's one of the hardest throws of football. Here's the thing that, that just drives me nuts, Steve, <laughs> is I have all these people that watch my show or listen to my show, and then they'll send me these clips of them watching somebody on Twitter who has the uh, picture of, I don't know where they get the tape from, from the Gator game. They pick one play or maybe two plays, and they sit there and rewind it and rewind it and rewind it while they're sitting on their couch saying, well, the quarterback should have thrown it to this guy. Look at Ricky Pearsall running wide open. Okay, A, we don't know the play call. B, we don't know what his reads are. C, it's easy after the fact when you're sitting on your couch rewinding it five times to say he should have thrown it there. Yep. It, it just blows my mind. Yeah. Uh, Williams says, not sure there's much more to say this week other than Florida has to prove to me they can win on the road. We have the better roster and players, in my opinion. Curious how you guys feel about Jeff Scott as a play caller. A lot of rumblings that he could be Billy's top OC target in the offseason remains to be seen. Yeah, I don't. I know they're they're good buddies. Uh, we'll, well, let's worry about that when season's over. Uh, let's see here. Andy in Gainesville. Shane, do you happen to see the Sooners doing Gabriel's last TD pass against Texas? Is that the most difficult pass for a quarterback? A 5'11 guy in a totally collapsed pocket. He throws a perfect strike in the back of the end zone with 23 seconds on the clock. You don't see a lot of that these days. Unfortunately, I didn't even see that play. Uh, I just saw the final score. Uh, Gabriel's a perfect fit for what Oklahoma does offensively uh, and a very good player. Daryl says, hope we come out and attack Carolina early to get off to a good start, keep their crowd out of the game. And Todd says, I think tight end's the best position in football, faster than linebacker and bigger than a safety. Rather than Pearsall in motion, does it make sense to motion the tight end and dictate that mismatch? We do sometimes, yeah, yeah. but but I'm going to disagree that the tight ends ain't faster than the linebackers in today's world. We keep saying how important it is to jump out to an early lead, builds confidence, quiets the crowd. What does the first five or six plays look like for you Saturday? Oh, I haven't watched any tape, uh, and I'm not calling them, so I'm not really concerned about it. But, I, I mean, look, we're, I, I would love to come out throwing. I think everybody knows I like to throw the football. I want to be balanced as well, but – you know, I don't. I want to say, I don't know the stats, Steve, because sometimes stats lie. But I just remember, I can't remember which game it was, but I saw Shane Beamer at halftime talking to the girl on the sideline, saying, "We have the we we cannot cover anybody. The ball keeps being thrown over our heads." So I don't know what they are in pass defense, but maybe we can exploit that. Twelve forty six. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN ninety eight one FM eight fifty AM WYUF. Trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Trot Kirschmann. 
Florida football is preparing for their next game at South Carolina following a 38-14 win against Vanderbilt. With this win, the Gators advance to 4-2 on the year and 2-1 in conference play ahead of their trip to Columbia. In the NFL, the Las Vegas Raiders host the Green Bay Packers on Monday Night Football. Raiders quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo returns from his one-week absence tonight as both teams look to bounce back following tough divisional losses. Gators Volleyball is preparing for their next game at Mississippi State after their win against Alabama. Senior A.C. Fitzpatrick led the way for the ninth-ranked Gators with 14 kills and two blocks. The high school volleyball season is winding down with another great slate tonight. Featured matchups include Bell at Columbia, Dixie County at Brantford, and Lafayette at Union County. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Trot Kirschmar. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. The Rodney River Boys Ranch in Palaka does some really awesome work. Great charitable work and a great charity. Here's what they do. They take vehicles that you donate, just about any kind of vehicle, car, motorcycle, RV, whatever it might be, they take these vehicles and give them to at-risk young boys who come from difficult home environments. They learn real-life skills because they take the vehicles, fix them, and resell them. This is among the very best charities in Florida that you can support. So if you had that unused or unwanted vehicle, please consider a donation to the Road Heaver Boys Ranch. Your donation is tax-deductible. It helps a really good cause. For more info, go Google Boys Ranch Palaka or go to rvr.org and learn more. In my job, I never held back. I played hurt and I pushed through the pain. Sound familiar? Football legend Emmett Smith had a reputation for just grinding through the injuries and pain over and over. That may be you. And QC Kinetic sees patients every day who are exhausted from dealing with the persistent pain. A lot of you work physically demanding jobs. You stand, you climb, you bend down, you reach up. And if you have joint pain, it takes all you got to earn a living. But it's time you know about QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics, the leaders in regenerative treatments, help relieve that debilitating joint pain without surgeries or downtime. These are natural solutions that use your body's own healing properties to give you lasting relief from the soreness and achiness. You got a job to do. I get it. But now you don't have to suffer through the pain. Check out my friends over at QC Kinetics. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages. 352-400-4550. Hey, Bill, is that a new car? Nah, it's my same ride. I just got the dings taken out and repainted. I got it done at Mako in Gainesville. Wow, looks sharp. I thought it was a new car. Honestly, I was shocked at how good it looks. I'd recommend Mako of Gainesville to anyone. Give your car a brand new look. Take it to Mako in Gainesville. Excellent service and a fast turnaround on quality warranted work with 0% financing available. Visit MAACOGainesville.com or call 352-371-4251. Mako of Gainesville on Main Street. Join us for the Hobby Horse Equestrian Games presented by AgPro Companies of Ocala on October 21st at the Florida Horse Park. Enjoy the parade of horse breeds, take a free hayride, and learn horse sports by competing from the safety of a stick horse. Win ribbons and trophies in barrel racing, show jumping, roping, racing, and polo. Don't forget to horse around with us on October 21st from 10 to 6 p.m. at the Florida Horse Park. Free admission for all. From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. 
Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Looking for the best pizza in town? Head on over to Leonardo's Pizza Millhopper. The pizza and garlic knots are incredible. Give them a call for all your tailgate needs and tell Kyle Shane sent you. By the way, uh, Arliss Boardingham, the fourth Gator this season to win an SEC Weekly Award. He was named the SEC Co-Freshman of the Week. Had a good game. Yes, he did. Uh, Andrew, welcome to Sports Scene. Hey, uh, I just noticed this week that uh, it seems like everybody in the SEC is kind of having – they're not dominating, but then we got Georgia coming up. How did they do that to Kentucky? They just killed them. They did it by letting their quarterback – throw the football yeah were you surprised because uh it seemed like they were having trouble and then all of a sudden this week it's like whoa what happened you know what happens on fire what happens sometimes i think remember they're going for a three-peat get bored which is just in this day and age hard to believe well it hadn't been done since minnesota Minnesota in the 40s 40s yeah but you, you kind of slough through. Well, Kentucky beating Florida got Georgia's attention, mm-hmm. and it showed. When when they're focused, when they're 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 still a really good football team, and Carson Beck was outstanding the yes, other day. He was. Thank you, Andrew. D, hello. Hey, how you doing, fellas? Good. Uh, good to speak to you, Nye. Um, you know. This, this game, you know, Steve, you asked us during the summer, uh, you know, what, which could be possible swing games. Uh-huh. And I said this one coming up, sure. uh, South Carolina, because, uh, you know, you let the Kentucky game get away from you. And now this, if, if you win this game, uh, you're 5-2, and two, you know, going into the bye week, and you're feeling a, a lot much better about yourself. But, uh, you know, until they show it, uh, I can't pick them. And, you know, Shane, I, I just think, man, we got to come out with an attack mentality. Uh, I just think it's going to be, obviously they're going to be amped up after what we did to them last year. Uh, they're going to have revenge on their mind. you gotta, you got to do something to take that crowd out of the game and put South Carolina on their heels. Because if we come out with the same, uh, you know, game plan or whatever it is, how we look in the previous two road games, it's just not going to be good. So, uh, like I said, man, and, and I think, you know, special teams, uh, we're playing the best special teams coach in the conference, I think. I, I've stated to you that several times, Steve. I just think he's going to find a way to create an advantage, steal a possession, have something done to to us, and we got to be prepared. So um, to, say I'm not, to say I'm concerned about this game would be an understatement. Plus, South Carolina's coming off a of bye week, so they've had time to prepare. So Florida better be on their game Saturday. I agree. I, I'm I'm with you. I want us to come out. I mean, I don't care if we get the ball to uh, you know the opening kickoff. Let's throw it three straight times. If we go three and out, who cares? You know, just set that tone that we are going to throw the football. Y'all aren't just going to be able to load the box. But but you, you bring up a good point from a special team standpoint. Correct me if I'm wrong, Steve. We haven't really had any bonehead things happen on special teams at home. They've always been – it was at Utah and it was at Kentucky, right? Yep. Yeah, so, yeah, we need to do something different 
and I feel I feel confident Billy's going to do it. I'll let y'all know uh, after this trip if we did anything different on this road trip. <laughs> right. Also, one last thing, guys. Um, it's 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 clear to see that Trey Wilson is the most explosive player on this offense. He needs to touch the the block fifteen times a game. I don't care I how you get it to him, reverse his passes, but the guy. He just got that it to him. You can see it oozing off the screen. So uh, your, your best player's got to show up on the road, but they got they get you got to get him the ball. So we need him to show up and show out Saturday. Yep, I want to. I want. I would love for us to to go in this this uh, personnel grouping until everybody's tired. Pearsall, Wilson, Andy Jean, uh, Arliss Boardingham. Yep. Yep. Be good, fellas. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Um, one of the things I always look up after a game before I get to do the post-game show is the targets. And Wilson was targeted 10 times in the passing game, more than Ricky Pearsall. Yeah, he got a lot of the jet sweep type things. Yep. Uh, but, boy, he is uh, he's elusive. Yep, and Boardingham was targeted second most. Mm-hmm. I think it was seven. Uh, Doc, hello. Hi, this is Doc in New Orleans. I want to say I was so impressed by that game last night. I, you know, a lot of times you, you go through Sunday after Sunday a bunch of bull. That was just dominant uh, football that just, like, took the cover off the ball. It was amazing. You mean the 49er game or the Saints? Yes, sir. Yes, sir, the 49er game. Okay. I just thought it was amazing. And, you know, they were undefeated. Uh, I, I don't see anybody stopping them. You know, who, who's, who's going to stop them? Well, the National Football League is a crazy business. Uh, it changes from week to week. I, I think the Eagles could stop them. Yeah. I mean, they could lose to the Cardinals. I mean, you just never know. In that league, uh, it's a strange league, and that's why they well, say speak, on any given Sunday. Speaking of the Cardinals, what did you think of that Cardinal game on Saturday? They lost. Which game were we talking about? Arizona? Uh, I'm, 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 I'm sorry. Uh, in the SEC. The, the SEC, uh, uh, Louisville. Well, they're, they're not in the SEC. But I picked them to beat Notre Dame. They're, uh, they're very well coached with an outstanding play caller and uh, a, a really good football team. And don't be surprised if they don't win the ACC. Well, I think that they'll surprise a lot of people. Okay, we'll find out. Doc, appreciate your call. Thank you. BB says, perhaps this is the wrong venue, but I wonder if all of us listening could reflect on our privilege to watch football and then say a prayer for those much less fortunate and across the world today. Yeah, it's... The world is a mess. It's stunning. I mean, in, in, in the space of what happened in one day uh, around the world, yeah. Um, it it kind of makes football or sports small mm-hmm. sometimes when you think about that um andrew says did you see minnesota's pj fleck basically saying michigan's incredible and the best team he's ever seen well michigan's pretty good yeah they i mean i've yet to see one snap of the wolverines play this year but just their scores are showing that they're a pretty good football team all right we got a, another hour here we'll get your questions calls and comments here um tuesday inside the huddle shane's back uh, ball coach here. We'll do that at 11 o'clock tomorrow and then sports scene. And then uh, we got we have a bevy of guests who are going to be coming on to talk about South Carolina. Uh, this really is – and it's, look, 
I know when you're in Gainesville, you see things through orange and blue goggles. But for South Carolina, that's an important game for them, too. Well, they're two and three, I believe, right now. And a lot of people picked them to have a really good year. Uh, I was one that did not. Because uh, I, I still can't get out of my head, Steve, the game here. And then I called the Gator Bowl game where they played Notre Dame and they didn't they got blown not blown out but it was a pretty good game but I'm just like this is not a very good football team but they somehow beat Clemson and and Tennessee uh, obviously both those teams had quarterback issues but it is a big game for them it's kind of that turning point game yeah. in their season as coming well. off the bye you know you can get things right with a win at home um, so again that and that's what you love about the league that I mean look. Is Florida-Arkansas a big game on the schedule? Well, if you could beat a Carolina, it is. Because you need all the ones you can get at that point. And I'm telling you, it doesn't seem like it, but 4-3 and three versus 5-2 and two at the break before George is a big deal. No doubt. Hour 2 coming up. Stay with us. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Gainesville, U251CG, Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Ah, the cooler weather. We've waited months for this breath of fall air. And Polaris of Gainesville is ready for it. Hunting season, camping, riding the trails without the blistering heat, or simply enjoying the great outdoors with family and friends is way more enjoyable with a new Polaris Ranger or out exploring in the all-new Polaris Expedition with thousands of dollars in rebates. Military and first responders get discounts and even interest rates as low as 1.49%. It's the perfect time to upgrade your ride. Polaris of Gainesville is giving top dollar for trades and all trades are welcome. The 2024s are arriving and the 2023's must go. Polaris of Gainesville has a huge inventory to select from with big rebates and promotional financing. Waiting will cost you money. Now's the time. Polaris of Gainesville is the place. US 441 between Gainesville and Alachua. Let us help you start having fun at a price you can afford. With approved credit, always wear a helmet, never drink and drive online at polarisofgainesville.com. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go and pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at Low Cost Airlines. 802-341-4542. That's 802-341-4542. 
Your home is full of potential, and small changes can make a huge difference. So make your list, pick your designs, and when you're ready to make that potential come to life, rely on Radiant Credit Union to help you get there. A home equity line of credit from Radiant can give you the funds for a home refresh, upgrade to your appliances, or whatever you want to do. Plus, Radiant's special intro rate makes it even more affordable. Visit RadiantCU.org potential to apply today. Federally insured by NCUA. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. At Titan MRI, no insurance is no problem. Titan MRI has the same-day scheduling available. Call them up, start feeling better today. That's TitanMRI.com. Welcome into Hour 2 of Sports Scene. Daniel is our producer today. I'm Steve Russell, the Gator QB, Shane Matthews, alongside. Thank you for making time out of your busy day to join us. Call us up, talk a little sports, specifically Gator football. We can talk a little other college football, NFL, too. 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Um, Florida 4-2, and two, South Carolina 2-3, and three, and they're 1-2 and two in the SEC. So, again, it's a pretty big game for both teams. Uh, I'm not even going to mention Well, I'll, I'll mention it later. I'll get Adam's call first. Adam, go ahead. Hey, Steve, Shay, man. It's a pleasure to talk to you guys, especially after a win. I don't care who it is. Um, that, uh, That's that the spirit, Adam. Week. Yes, sir. Hey, man. It was a great game this weekend, a great get-right game. Um, you know, a lot of folks uh, – I saw, I've seen progression um, uh, with the play calling. We're having more downfield shots. Uh, Graham's got to get his accuracy right. You know, anything past 35 yards, you know, I, I think he's a great quarterback, Shane. I agree with you. I'm so thankful for him. Hell yeah, we don't have Devin Leary. All right, can we raise it up for that? Right? Um, so, uh, um, so I'm seeing progression there, but um, in what I'm going to say is a lot of folks aren't looking at this team and the players that are coming on and are performing, and they've been being developed for this purpose. We've got Cam Waits coming in. We've got Bryce Thornton and Castell, two true freshmen in the SEC that are playing safety for us right now, and they're doing incredible. Jaden Hill is back to his 100% strength, I think. I would think he's one of the most valuable players on the defense right now. Um, there's just a lot of players. We talk about Eugene Wilson. Oh, we take it for granted. Oh, he's electric. Give him the ball every day. You know, this is a true freshman that came in in June. Over the, you know, I mean, this coaching staff does not get enough credit. And then, you know, it was an anomaly with Kentucky, with Florida's defense, they completely, as far as I am concerned, completely let me down. I don't know what the heck was going on. That causes a hiccup to the game planning that Billy's bringing to the field. He's one of the best run game offensive coordinators in the business. Now you got Austin Armstrong, a 30-year-old guy. I'm just really impressed. So in Arliss Boardingham, so this is my thing, Shane, and I'll leave you guys with this. Arliss Boardingham he's he didn't even play high school ball this guy is not only great catching the ball and getting downfield Kyle Pitts-esque 
but he's also a hell of a blocker, and he's crashing down these lines and stuff. So that's why he's on the field right now, and that's a big statement. All these freshmen are making great compliments to this team. Go Gators. Let's beat South Carolina and get this road shit off of our backs. Thanks, guys. What do you think about our – Okay, Adam, thank you. Just watch the language, please. Um, okay? Just watch the language. Um, look, here's the knock, I think, Shane, on Graham Mertz. Okay, 30 of 36 for 254. That's about, what, eight yards a pop uh, on average. You want me to get my calculator out? Yeah, it is. That's, and his long was 23. Mm-hmm. That's what some people look at and say, well, not good enough. I look at it and say it's pretty good. You know, he, he like I said, we took uh, we threw an inside fade going to the south uh, north end zone on their sideline to Ricky Pearsall and just missed it by a yard. He hits that. You're looking at another six. That's where you you get to your 300, 350 yards. Is you just got to hit one or two big ones. A chunk play. And but again, you got to. You're not. If you call two or three in a game, you're not going to complete them all. And if you complete thirty percent of those, if you call ten of them, you hit three of them. It's a damn good day. We just need to call more of them, in my opinion. And it's what's happening. I think in sports in general today. Unless it is a major win, right? And you're, you're beating, uh, you know, Alabama or somebody like that. More folks now won't celebrate a win as opposed to complain about a loss. That's just how it rolls. Yeah. Uh, good or bad, I don't know. Somebody else can make that determination. But I promise you, last week, those phones were... Lit up. Crazy. I don't think people realize it doesn't matter who you're playing. You only get to play at least 12 games a year in football. And you put in so much time and effort into them. If you win the game, you got to feel pretty good. And I, and I know – I even feel that way sometimes when I don't feel like we played very well and you see guys celebrating it and the coaches jumping around and all that. But then i got to go, go, you know how hard it is to win a game? And I get it. Uh, but people need to enjoy – the wins, there is more. There isn't that anymore. There isn't. Unless, again, it's Alabama or you beat somebody. You know, if, if you beat Missouri now, eh. Yeah. You beat South Carolina now, eh. Okay. And, and I understand. I, I understand. But where this program is, you've got to celebrate those wins because those are stepping stones. Those are blocks, right? If you can beat South Carolina – if you can beat Missouri on the road, and look, does F- Florida's going to be a decided underdog, uh, underdog against Georgia? I get it. They, they, they deserve to be. Florida State, they're probably going to be an underdog. But if you can beat Arkansas here, and you can beat Carolina, and you can beat now Missouri's a lot better. Mm-hmm. But where are they going to be three weeks from now, four weeks from now? Are they beat up? Have they lost a bunch of games in a row? Because they were juiced to play LSU. They were ranked, and they're better. I mean, they got they got a couple of receivers there that are yep. really good, and Brady Cook's playing out of his mind at quarterback. So we will see. 392-8255, email srussell at wruf.com. Don't forget, inside the huddle tomorrow at 11. Uh, and I still, I would love to be a fly on the wall today on a Miami radio station talking about what happened with them yesterday.
I love it. I mean, Saturday. It's inexcusable what happened. It is. Let's get to J.D. here. J.D., hello. J.D., go ahead. Is is the pot up? Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you now, J.D. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, I was watching last minute that that Miami Georgia Tech. That that's got to be one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. But uh, what I want to ask you guys is this: the dyna- dynamics of 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 the Florida Kentucky game, and then turn that around in Kentucky Georgia. Um, you guys got any feeling on that? Did you, was Kentucky laying for Florida? Was that did they max out at Florida? Was that just a function of our softness in tackling on defense, or is Georgia? That's the first time I've seen Georgia that I, that I was like, "Whoa!" You know, the other times have been kind of okay. Yeah, yeah, they're good, but are they that good? So, uh, do you, y'all got y'all got any feeling on that? Uh, yeah, I mentioned this earlier, JD. I think you know Georgia's just been sort of cruising along. They haven't played a very good schedule. Well, the Kentucky win got their attention. They were unbeaten, and people were talking about, gee, can Kentucky beat Georgia? That motivated them. And I think the way they, they, they physically beat Florida up, I mean, what's Kirk, I mean, nothing better for Kirby Smart walking and saying, they think they're physical? Let's wait till they roll into Sanford Stadium. We'll see how physical they really no question. are. And then if you watch the tape and you listen to my broadcast, Kentucky is vulnerable on the back end. Carson Beck threw for 300-something yards on them because yep. they, they're pretty good inside. So could, Georgia just threw it on the outside. But, again, I don't, I don't think you can compare. Every game is different. Different right. venues, different cir- circumstances. So, it's, it, you know, I know fans, even myself, sometimes get caught. Well, that team, this is what happened there. This is what's going to happen here. It doesn't happen that way. And Kentucky was home yeah. against Florida. And they came off a big win, thinking yep. they're probably going to roll in there and yep. continue doing what they did, and Georgia hit them in the mouth. You know, uh, referencing Kentucky, uh, I don't know that they're passing I mean, you, you stop, the, you stop the Ray Davis, and, and pretty much that's it, isn't it? I mean, yes, I, I don't know what – Yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but trouble. you're exactly right. Devin Leary was horrible against the Gators, 9 for 20 – he was worse against Georgia, and Mark Stoops called him out in his press conference. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, Ray Davis, and, 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 and that was kind of when you look back at, at us versus Kentucky, like, uh, you know, I'm, I know our defense is getting a lot of accolades, but you, you think, hey, you, you first, thing, first thing first, we got to stop this. we got to stop this little uh, number. I can't remember what number he is, but we got to, you know, we got to get him on the ground. Which we never did. So well, that was two weeks ago, JD. I, that that's done. I, I, and, and I'll say this, uh, and you guys have probably mentioned it. I didn't listen to the first hour, but d- as far as road games, this has got to be our most winnable road game. This is we got to get this done. Uh, I don't see LSU. Uh, who else we got there down the Missouri on the road? Uh, we got to get this one. So anyway, thanks, right. guys. Yep, JD, thank you. Uh, I think it's is it Nemo? Is that correct? Yes, that's right. Okay. Yeah, I I watched the Vanderbilt game, and you know, I love homecoming. Fantastic, I, and I do celebrate every win. I don't care who it is we're playing. But um, 
I was a bit concerned about the secondary. It seemed like the Vanderbilt was, you know, getting these long shots on us, getting behind our secondary. And I just wanted to know if you had any comment on that. Well, they hit the deep ball. Uh, they were in an unbalanced formation. We were a little confused, had co- zero coverage on the one that Jason Marshall Jr. got his face mask pulled. I think he got poked in the eye, too. Uh, yeah. That play was kind of a flukish play to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, they threw a deep ball with a great concept by Vanderbilt against our coverage on the deep ball going to the north end zone on Jakeem yeah, yeah. Jackson. Uh, tip your hat to Vanderbilt. They have coaches and they have players, too, and they scheme up. Uh they hit a couple of crossing routes uh, to their tight end, mm-hmm. and Tarada Mitchell was in. I don't know if he's a very good cover linebacker and didn't look good. Uh, but, again, I, teams are going to complete balls on you. It's, it's hard to cover in today's world. That's why I'm a big proponent. Only, usually only good things happen when you throw the football a lot. Uh, but to the – I can see people being – worried but i'm not worried at all the other thing i would say to you nemo is if you looked mm-hmm. at vanderbilt coming into the game their strength was throwing the ball they're not they very, got good receivers they do they're not very accurate throwing it right but when they do their receivers i think are the strength of their offense because they don't their mm-hmm. offensive line's okay they don't really have a terrific back so what they did and how they did that wasn't that surprising because that's the i think that's their strength okay all right, thanks. Yes, sir. Thank you. Daniel, we'll get right to you. 115 time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Trot Kirschmar. Florida football is preparing for their next game at South Carolina following a 38-14 win against Vanderbilt. With this win, the Gators advance to 4-2 on the year and 2-1 in conference play ahead of their trip to Columbia. In the NFL, the Las Vegas Raiders host the Green Bay Packers on Monday Night Football. Raiders quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo returns from his one-week absence tonight as both teams look to bounce back following tough divisional losses. Gators soccer is preparing for their next game at Arkansas, coming off of a 0-0 tie at Georgia. The Gators' defense stood tall, holding the Bulldogs scoreless for just a second time this year. The high school volleyball season is winding down with another great slate tonight. Featured matchups include Bell at Columbia, Dixie County at Brantford, and Lafayette at Union County. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Trot Kirschmar. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Heads up to Florida healthcare workers. I've got money-saving news for you. My healthcare federal credit union is now FICARE Federal Credit Union. Same location, same great service with benefits that fit your lifestyle. Got some things for you to try. One is their fixed-rate Visa card, an unsecured loan or home equity loan. You can use their concierge auto-buying service, and FICARE will lower your rate by 0.25%. If you buy a green vehicle, you can save up to 0.5%. So why wait? Switch today to FICARE Federal Credit Union. You can find them online at FICAREFCU.org. It's an organization I've been with for over 30 years. They've done a great job. Again, you can find them online, FICAREFCU.org. When severe weather hits Gainesville, WRUF's Hurricane Storm Center is there for you. Information regarding severe tropical weather, listen live, online, or on the WRUF radio app. 
future of joint pain relief is here. It's QC Kinetics, Advanced Regenerative Medicine. Amazing stuff. Hey, it's Steve Russell. If you've been told more steroids or surgery are your only options, don't be so fast. Get a second opinion and learn more about how you can harness your body's own healing agents to attack that joint pain. And I'm talking lasting relief. QC Kinetics doesn't mask the pain. These treatments go to the very root of the problem using concentrated healing properties placed directly in your joint to restore and repair that damaged tissue. Imagine living your life this fall with no more pain in your knees, hips, shoulder, or back with no drugs, downtime, or surgery. Listen, life's about motion, and QC Kinetics is giving people their lives back with these all-natural treatments. Call QC Kinetics for a free consultation, the nation's leader in regenerative medicine. Call QC Kinetics now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550, 352-400-4550, QC Kinetics. When we were in our 20s, our financial goals were longer term and our risk tolerance reflected that. Now, close to retirement, with kids and grandkids to think about, our goals and risk tolerance are different. Florida's Office of Financial Regulation has resources and information online to help us make informed financial decisions. Visit flofr.gov to learn more. This message is sponsored by the Florida Office of Financial Regulation, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. When was the last time you watched your home movies? Disasters strike unexpectedly. Every year, American families lose the one thing they'd run back into a burning building for, their family's memories. Hi, I'm Nick. And I'm Adam. We started Legacy Box to help save your family's most important recorded moments so you don't have to worry. Load Legacy Box with your old movies, film reels, and shoeboxes of photos. We work our digitizing magic, converting those memories right to the cloud so they're safe and accessible forever. It's fast, we always send your originals back, and it's done right here in the USA. Over a million families have trusted Legacy Box. Better Homes and Garden, Real Simple, and Inc. Magazine are all talking about Legacy Box. New York Times columnist David Pogue says, Have them digitized. I wish I'd done it sooner. Take action. Save your family's memories today with Legacy Box. Visit LegacyBox.com slash Patrick, and for a limited time, get 40% off your order. That's LegacyBox.com slash Patrick for 40% off. LegacyBox.com slash Patrick. Follow ESPN Gainesville on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay up to date with the latest information, interviews, stories, contests, and events. We are 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Gatorhead football coach Billy Napier, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on the ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Looking for the best pizza in town? Head on over to Leonardo's Millhopper. The pizza and garlic knots are incredible, and we'll have you coming back for more. Go check out Kyle's place over there at Leonardo's Millhopper. Tell him Shane sent you. Adrian says, Shane said it best. We need to call more plays downfield. Merch is doing exactly what he's been asked to do. Can't get on Merch for missing the one or two plays over 20 yards that are called. Merch was 17 of 20 on attempts from the line of scrimmage and behind. By the way, that noise you're hearing is... Uh, we are undergoing renovation here, so uh, you're going to hear a little bit of that. Uh, the remainder were from 10 yards and in. You're basically suffocating yourself. A good defense will thank you for that favor and put you out of your misery. Um, 
Patrick says, Miami football is hiring Tanya Harding as a coach. Going to teach him how to take a knee. <laughs> okay. And <laughs> Sam's got a question for you, Shane. Uh, since the Gators didn't go four wide, would it be more beneficial to get both Boardingham and Odom when healthy, play more at the same time? No, then you're in 12 personnel. I, at times, 12 personnel is okay, but uh, if Billy's going to play a tight end, we need to stay in 11 personnel with those three wide receivers I mentioned. And, Paul, thank you for the uh, email about how you enjoy a Gator game. Pretty cool. Let's get to David here. David, hello. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Um, just a couple comments on the defense. I mean, I think the defense, obviously, were better this year. But uh, Vandy drops a few balls in that game that, that helped us out on Saturday. Um, and I don't – my my thing is if we play, uh, you know, with the same – philosophy on offense um, <laughs> against, say, FSU, Georgia, Missouri, maybe even South Carolina, that we've played the whole year and against uh, Vandy, against Kentucky, I don't think, we, I don't think we're going to win. Um, we, we haven't gone, I, don't, I don't think we've gone four wide the whole year. Do we have four wide receivers that we can put out there? Absolutely we do. We've, we've gone – so I, I did a little research with the help of some people on my show – uh, in Billy's tenure as the head coach here, we've gone four wides, meaning not not four dudes spread out, four legitimate right. four wide receiver wide receivers, listed players in your program twice in his tenure. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I just don't think that that philosophy is going to win those games. They're going to well, get up there and not let us run the ball. Well, I will say this. I, I, I'm a big 11 personnel guy. I, that's that's my favorite formation because you can do a lot of – I mean, personnel grouping, you can do a lot of stuff. But those four guys, the three receivers would be Pearsall, Wilson, Andy Jean with Arliss Boardingham. Now you have speed all over the field. We had that personnel twice in the game Saturday, and we had two runs that were our most explosive runs all night by Trey Webb. And I don't know if it's because Vanderbilt was gassed late in the third quarter or if they were worried about the speed on the field. I don't know the answer to that. But that's what I would play. David, the other thing I think – let me just say this. The other thing I think that okay, gets misconstrued a little bit, if you go back historically and look at Billy Napier at Louisiana, he did play a lot of games, you know, 28 to 20. You know, they weren't 45, 50-point explosions. So I think it's a legitimate question to ask is, you know, is it in his DNA to do that? But to Shane's point, David, if you're going to go out and recruit those dudes, right, then you better utilize them. Yeah. Because if you're not, then I don't know. Well, everybody wants to go back to the Spurrier days, right? Yeah. And the Urban Meyer days. Okay. The major personnel grouping that they played with was 11 11 personnel. personnel. That's right. 11 personnel. Yes. Now, every now and then you went – 10 personnel, which is forced legitimate wides. Okay, so uh, like I said, if you play with the four dudes in that 11 personnel I just mentioned, you have blazers that are playmakers at all four positions. That's where I would feature if they asked me to come over and call plays, but they ain't called yet. (laughs) Not call plays, just make make suggestions. It seems, yeah, it seems to me also the other thing that we don't do 
enough of is like maybe some intermediate crossing routes in the middle of the field. seems like when we do those, they're, they're successful. Is there a reason that we don't do that more? Uh, I don't know. I don't have their playbook. I don't know what their plans yeah. are. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of different route concepts you could add to the mix. Uh, but Billy has what he likes, and that's what usually coaches are going to call what they're comfortable with. All right, David. And, appreciate you can, and you can't throw it deep, and you can't throw it deep uh, and not take a lot of time. It depends on the route you run, that's all. So all that's right. all I got. Thank you, David. Appreciate it. Tennessee Mike, hello. Hey, guys. I want to discuss the Miami meltdown with you, but one question on the Florida game, guys. Um, Vandy's not a sexy opponent. I heard the crowd was a little weak. I actually heard a 35,000 uh, attendance estimate. No, Y'all, it was 80 something. Yeah. Uh, okay. okay. Yeah, it was. Just it a, was yeah. There was only a few scattered seats that you weren't full, but it was eighty plus. Okay. Hey guys, the Miami meltdown here. Um, we all remember as college football fans the Stanford the band on the field play, the five downs in Nebraska, blah blah blah. Guys, I think this might have been a, a historical meltdown. And let me throw you some stuff that y'all might not have heard yet. Everybody knows about not taking the kneel on the play. Um, then the then the tailback fumbles. Then he didn't fumble. If y'all saw the replay, did y'all see the guy was actually down? The official didn't judge it that. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. But okay, it was a cascade of crazy things that happened here. There was the dummy that didn't take the knee. Then the, the, the back fumbles. Then the replay shows he didn't fumble. Then Georgia Tech goes well, no, down. See, the I, I don't agree with that. If, if That's your opinion. The replay, the officials look at it. They know more about it than you and me. I'm not Steve, saying they're infallible, hit. but that wasn't no, the Steve. case. Steve, you need to hit Twitter. He was clearly I don't, I don't give a damn about Twitter, okay? I saw no. what I saw on replay, and the officials oh, well. saw it. They know more than you, and they know more than me. Well, my point is I, I disagree with you 100% that the dude was down. But anyway, think about it. Didn't kneel. Back fumbles. In my opinion, he didn't fumble. And then Georgia Tech goes 75 yards in two plays. Is that history? Is that is this a game we'll be talking about 20 years from now? Sure, but but Cristobal's done that before. He did it at Oregon yeah, before. Exactly. So yeah, the Oregon, the Stanford game's getting some attention from 2018. But get this: some other reporter has pointed out, dude never takes a knee. He, he, for some reason, he thinks it's better when the game's over to run it into the line of scrimmage. And, and Shane, I'll ask this to you. Both of you guys are coaches. Have you ever heard any coach out there that doesn't like the victory play? No, that's that's supposedly the best play in football. That's why they call it the victory play. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and I've never been impressed with Cristobal. Don't forget he got fired at Florida International. Yeah, maybe did an okay job at Oregon. Although I think Oregon, with that Death Star they got out there, I think that's a pretty a program that makes a lot of coaches look pretty good. I think more – look at old uh, Mario. I think that's a disaster. Find out. Tennessee Mike, thank you. 129. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. From the heart of campus and the College of Journalism and Communications on Stadium Road, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Hi, this is Dr. Luis Rodriguez of Exceptional Dentistry. Hear what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. Everybody's friendly. You know, you walk into some places and you can tell who's having a bad day. Not here. It's like everybody's having a good day. Every day. 
expect the unexpected. I thought I had the worst dental problems that anyone could have. Not so. Uh, once it, once we got into the procedures and, and he explained everything that was going to be done, my problems seemed few. If you have any type of hang-ups or fears, anxiety about going to the dentist, which most people probably do, I can assure you, especially from my experience, that they'll relax you enough to where you, you don't have those fears or anxieties. And that's been the greatest part of being here and that's why I continue to stay here. This is Dr. Luis Rodriguez and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at exceptionaldentistry.com. That's exceptionaldentistry.com. At International Diamond Center, nobody tells our story better than our own non-commissioned diamond experts. In the 17 years that I've been in this industry, I have never been able to offer my clients the things that I can offer at IDC. What's best about our company is that we have access to far more options than most retailers typically do. None of us are paid on commission at all, so our interests are pure. We always encourage people to shop around because we know that our prices are good enough. You will be back. It's not a selling environment at all. We want to know what's most important to you and help you get there. We take care of your ring for life. We invite you in as an extension of our family. It's about helping each client achieve what they want to become a hero. When we approach it in such a straightforward manner, it's refreshing. They almost look at you with a sigh of relief, like you take the mystery away. The merchandise that we have is unmatched. The prices that we have are incredibly competitive. Our quality is unsurpassed. International Diamond Center. Discover the difference. Our people. Get store hours, directions, and more at shopidc.com. Can you imagine rising for work before the crack of dawn? Tending to hundreds of acres of land before dusk? Well, that's what happens on 47,000 Florida farms every day. Florida's farmers work hard to grow nutritious food for you and your family. And you can help support them by enjoying delicious fresh from Florida produce. Look for the sunny fresh from Florida logo where you shop or visit freshfromflorida.com to learn more. Looking for your next career opportunity? The Florida Department of Corrections is hiring throughout Florida, offering a competitive starting salary of almost $50,000, plus up to a $6,000 hiring bonus at select institutions with a range of comprehensive benefits. As a correctional officer, you can start a stable career with competitive compensation in a controlled, team-oriented environment. No experience is required, so kickstart your career today and make a positive impact on your community. Text apply to DCJOB or visit fldocjobs.com to apply today. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. A nice mix of clouds and sunshine will keep afternoon highs pretty pleasant today in the 70s. Tonight, we're heading back down into the 40s and low 50s. Then Tuesday will be sunny and much warmer in the 80s. Now Wednesday, we'll be back in the 80s, but with scattered showers. And Thursday, we'll have the best chance for rain this week, highs in the 70s. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Jeff George. The, the, the Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. Yeah. But you found your quarterback, Justin Fields. You got him. And, right? No. I would say it like this. If I asked the room, who would you bet a week's pay on is a great NFL quarterback in three years? Justin Fields or Caleb Williams? Caleb Williams. I think everyone would bet that. I'd say they play yeah. well. <laughs> oh, sorry. Is my mic on? The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes. And you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. Coming up at 4, it's the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. And now, more sports.
Sports Scene with Steve Russell here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. At Titan Mariah, no insurance is no problem. And Titan Mariah has the same-day scheduling available. Call them up, start feeling better today. That's TitanMariah.com. Last half hour of our Monday sports scene, Victor says, everyone's asking for the long ball. Have you seen every time Mertz plants his feet, be able to let the long pass play develop? Not really. He's immediately having to take off because of lack of protection. If he's not down, he's moving the chains with one of those hated seven-yard pass completions. Uh, Justin says, first trip back to Gainesville in two years, sat behind the bench Saturday. After a bad offensive series, a fan yelled for ability to hire a damn offensive coordinator. Bad look and sounds extremely ignorant. Be better. <laughs> yeah, well, that's going to happen. Uh, let's see here. Some other ones. That was just Justin's. Lost my place. Larry had a couple of callers Saturday saying it was no big deal beating Vandy. They need to remember Vandy beat us last year, so I celebrated win these days, no matter who it is. Wanted to ask if you noticed the plane that flew over the stadium at the end of the pregame. It wasn't a military flyover, and to me, it looked like a passenger plane. Our plane's supposed to be flying over stadiums like that in a planned flyover. Uh, call the FAA. I don't know. Yeah, I can't see any of the flyovers from our radio booth. Yeah, I don't. Unfortunately. I don't know. But, no, I – I don't think ever since 9-11, there's no commercial flights flying anywhere near sporting events. Daniel says, any SEC win is good. Didn't Vandy beat us last year? Happy about the win. Had a question. Does Odom get his starting tight end position if healthy Saturday? Do we use both at the same time or just Odom? Are they going to use boarding him for sure? Yeah, I mean, we play 12 personnel, so there'll be a couple of tight ends. I mean, we've, you know, Hayden Hansen's played quite a bit, but I, I would think moving forward, Arliss Boardingham's starter. Yeah, he just has something and it. He's a little faster than Florida's other tight ends. And he he's a I'm not going to compare him to Kyle Pitts. That's that's not uh, fair. But what was great is it was like 3rd and 18. We were going towards the north end zone and they were playing like cover 3 prevent. And you know, Steve, it's one of those deals where I said on the broadcast, just throw a short completion, make the field goal attempt a little easier. We threw like a little stick route, which is about a 6-yard little just basically a little hook by the tight end, put it on him, he made a couple of people miss and got the first down. Yeah, and that's the athleticism yes. that we haven't seen in that position really since Kyle Pitts left. All right, we've got about 20 minutes left. Still time to hear from you, 392-8255. You can email uh, srussell at wruf.com. Um, we'll talk more, a little more about this tomorrow inside the huddle, Shane, but when you look now at the national college football landscape, Everything changes. I thought this was Texas's year to prove they truly belonged in the elite. I still think they're a good football team. But, you know, for Oklahoma to get shut out a year ago. Well, Dylan Gabriel, Gabriel did not play, play last year. I understand, year. but humiliated. Correct. And it took a lot for them. Yeah, now let's, let's not forget that in the Big 12, which they're both still in the Big 12, that you know, if Oklahoma runs the table, Texas runs the table, you got a rematch that the winner could end up being in the 14 playoff because Texas could still make it with one loss beating Alabama. And I couldn't stop but think, what was Brent Venable's record last year? Not very, they were six and seven, six and seven, right? Now he's the greatest coach since Bob Stoops, 
because uh, he beat Texas. I mean, I, that, that's how it is now. It's, it's literally what you do week to week, game to game. And, but nationally, the team that nobody's given respect to is Penn State. And Ohio State struggled for a half against Maryland. And, and I think Coach Loxley did a pretty good job with Maryland. His, uh, Tua's brother is there. Mm-hmm. But I don't know who plays who in that you know, round-robin thing in the Big Ten. But I, if, if Franklin's done a good job at Penn State. But he hasn't really cracked the elite barrier. That freshman quarterback, Al, is a pretty good player. Yep. And that's what they've really lacked in the past. I wouldn't be shocked if they, again, I don't know if they play them or not, if they beat Michigan or Ohio State. I think they're a good football team. They are. And, uh, you know, I haven't seen Michigan play. I haven't seen any of those teams play this year. And I, I, I'm embarrassed to say it. I, I don't know who's on what side. I know Michigan and Ohio State are on the same side because, uh, you know, they had the leaders and the legends that won uh, for a few years. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know what it is. Now, I think it's East-West. But – uh yeah, it'll be interesting to see because there's a, there's a lot of teams in the mix this year. Yeah. Uh, Andy says it looked like a military transport plane that flew over, so that would make some sense uh, if that's the case. Um, Anthony Richardson, for those who did not hear, uh, bruised his shoulder. Uh, a couple of media outlets are reporting he will not play against the Jags. One media outlet is saying he'll be out, quote, for a while. Unquote. Well, if that's the case, it had to be a uh, clavicle break or a, a AC separation, yeah. I would think. Yeah. Third time. Is it his throwing shoulder, Steve? Yes, right Ooh. shoulder. Yeah, because he got hurt and immediately started, you know, point when he was laying on the ground. Um, and Gardner Minshew's done a nice job. Yeah, he's a he's a really good backup. Uh, I mean, I mean, he just he's that guy that throws completion, Steve, and moves football teams. I just I feel bad. You know, I think the AR was nine of twelve for ninety-eight yards in the game, and you know, if if completion percentage was his issue, I think you take nine for twelve for ninety-eight yards, but he just can't stay healthy. Yeah, I didn't get to see the play. Did he get? Uh, was it a run play? It was or a run scramble? Play. Yeah, it was a run call. Yep. He got driven into the ground. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And you know, that's just one of those things, and that's what happens when you have running quarterbacks. Yeah, and he's you know he's got history of, of a lot of injuries starting back to his days in high school, and you know it doesn't matter how big and strong you are, just some people have that injury bug while others don't. I want to get your thoughts on this, Shane. I, I, I saw this uh, earlier today. For the people that don't like NIL, right? I want to go back to the old days, which are gone. Um, an I'm, NCAA, I'm one of those. Yeah, an NCAA subcommittee in charge of examining rules that dictate how athletes use NIL uh, is going to meet later this week to discuss changes. Uh, one of those is to allow schools themselves the clearance to find deals for athletes. In mm-hmm. other words, where a Florida could do that, huh. right? Review contracts help them with taxes, and provide resources such as cameras or graphic designers to complete like you know, a marketing deal. So that would be... That would basically, you'd be done with all those so-called collectives. Now the school's handling it all. Yes. Um, apparently the proposed changes have not been finalized. 
Um, not clear if they, A, would be adopted or finalized, but it could, if you let schools do it, that, to your point, that would eliminate some of the gray area there is now in the laws. Yeah, I think so, but then now you got to, the schools, are they stroking the checks to each player? You know, I saw the report a couple of weeks ago, uh, I think it was up on Capitol Hill, about how, like, the Steve Russells coming from Melbourne, Florida, to vi- just visit on campus at Florida, Florida State, or Michigan, or wherever, saying, hey, I need five grand just to come visit. Yeah. I mean, think about that, Steve. Yeah. Um, Trev Alberts, great player in college. He's a Nebraska AD. He's on this committee. Says um, he wants to have schools be more involved um, because he thinks schools need to take more control of NIL. And, and on, on the surface of it, I agree with that. Yeah, I do. I just... I, I, I'm, a, I'm a proponent of the NIL, name, image, and likeness. You know, like when we're at the bookstore doing our show, people are buying jerseys and they're putting, you know, get number seven ETN. I have, he should make all the proceeds from that numbered jersey. I, I, you know, Utah, all 85 scholarship players are getting, a, I think, a one-year lease on a Dodge Ram truck. No problem. I have a problem saying when – you know, whether it's a Florida coach going in the house, the Texas coach or whatever, and mom and dad or the agent of the players going, hey, we need uh, we need $300,000 or we're not coming. I have a problem with that. Albert says that the, the NCAA could maintain a model where a scholarship was viewed as fair compensation for athletes, but he thinks now that's done. He thinks that's not a reality now. It isn't enough. No, it's not. Because like I just told you, people, when they come visit – are saying we're not even coming to a game or visit campus unless you give us five grand. Yeah. So we'll keep an eye on this because I, I just think it's, it's, again, where we're going when it comes to things like this, and this is going to change. It just is. By the way, a uh, new poll is out. Uh, interesting. And uh, now – it is the AP Top 25, Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, Florida State, Oklahoma is now fifth after finishing six and seven last year. Penn State, Washington, Oregon, Texas drops to nine, USC is 10, Alabama didn't crack the top 10, they're 11, Ole Miss is 13th, and Tennessee, 19th. LSU is 22nd. Kentucky is still ranked Hmm. after getting pasted. And Missouri isn't after playing a more competitive game. And I think Missouri and Kentucky, I believe, play this week. Yeah, so we'll see. 144, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. We will take a final crack at getting your calls, questions, and comments. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now. On ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm Aiden Finley. The Green Bay Packers travel to Las Vegas to face off against the Raiders in the Monday Night Football matchup tonight. Coverage starts right here at 730. In local volleyball, Bell and Columbia face off, Dixie County takes on Branford, and Ocala Forest and Gainesville face off. In Gator volleyball, the Gators were able to get a 3-0 win over the Crimson Tide yesterday. The Gators are looking to continue their momentum when they face off against Mississippi State on Friday. Gator soccer ended up in a shocking 0-0 tie in Athens against the Bulldogs yesterday. 
The Gators are looking to move forward for their matchup against the Razorbacks when they travel to Arkansas on Thursday. This has been your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Aiden Finley. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. The future of joint pain relief is here. It's QC Kinetics, advanced regenerative medicine. Amazing stuff. Hey, it's Steve Russell. If you've been told more steroids or surgery are your only options, don't be so fast. Get a second opinion and learn more about how you can harness your body's own healing agents to attack that joint pain. And I'm talking lasting relief. QC Kinetics doesn't mask the pain. These treatments go to the very root of the problem using concentrated healing properties placed directly in your joint to restore and repair that damaged tissue. Imagine living your life this fall with no more pain in your knees, hips, shoulder, or back with no drugs, downtime, or surgery. Listen, life's about motion, and QC Kinetics is giving people their lives back with these all-natural treatments. Call QC Kinetics for a free consultation, the nation's leader in regenerative medicine. Call QC Kinetics now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550, 352-400-4550, QC Kinetics. Attention, Florida health care workers. Hey, it's Steve Russell with money-saving news for you. My Health Care Federal Credit Union is now FICARE Federal Credit Union. Same location and great service with benefits that fit your lifestyle. Try our fixed-rate Visa card, an unsecured loan, or home equity loan. Use our concierge auto-buying service, and FICARE will lower your rate by 0.25%. And buy a green vehicle and save up to 0.5%. Why wait? Switch today. FICARE Federal Credit Union online at FICAREFCU.org. It's everybody's favorite time of year, Gator football season. And where do Gator fans gather before, during, and after Gator football games? Easy. The Social at Midtown. Gainesville's favorite restaurant and rooftop bar. Located right across the street from Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. Stop in before the game for a few drinks and a bite to eat and then walk to the stadium. And if you don't have tickets to the game, The Social has 60 huge flat screen TVs. You'll even be able to hear the roar of the crowd from The Social's rooftop bar. See you at The Social at Midtown. The head ball coach scores again. Steve Spurrier's head beer coach, 1966 American Lager, is now available everywhere at Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. Smooth and refreshing with just enough of a crisp finish. Also available at most places you buy beer. If you don't see it, ask for it. A beer made by Gators for Gators. Make a great play and enjoy a cold one today. Steve Spurrier's head beer coach, 1966 American Lager. Please drink responsibly. Inside the Huddle with Steve Spurrier, Shane Matthews, and Steve Russell. Tuesday morning at 11 a.m. right here on WRUF. This is Corey Brewer, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 a.m. WRUF. And anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. All right, our last segment for you, 392-8255, email srussell at wruf.com. Williams says West Virginia's unbeaten in the Big 12. They have a chance to run the table. I didn't know they were undefeated they, in the Big 12. They ain't beaten OU or Texas. Yeah. But good for them yeah. that they are. Um, yeah, it's <laughs> – David asked, he said uh, how is it, how important scale of 1 to 10 – is this South Carolina game? 9.7. <laughs> it's extremely important. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about 9.7, but I'm I'm in the same area code you yeah. are. Yeah, it, it is so. It, it, it's important for just 
psyche, I think, to get the monkey off the back of not winning on the road, being five and two versus four and three. And you know what? If you're a Gator fan, you shouldn't care if you win this game 10 to seven or if you win it 55 to 50. At this point, it's about getting a win. Yep. Isn't it? Yep. I mean, we can. No question. We can dissect it later. Fine. But. Thank you. Win. I don't care if Spencer Rattler throws for 500 yards <laughs> and y'all complain on your show, on your calling in show about our DBs. I don't care yeah. if we win. Right. Because that's the, right now, that's the bottom line here is getting a win of that ilk and, and beating a team that you sort of have to climb over in the pecking order of the league. Because, Shane, there's, if I said to you right now, do you think Georgia and Alabama are one, two in the league? Yes. Okay. Then give me three, four, five. Oh man. Yeah. That you're making my point because you know Ole Miss has only one loss, but I they could have easily lost to Arkansas the other night. They didn't play real well. Tennessee. Yeah, Tennessee's got to play A and M this week. I don't know if A and M's has a. Do you know if A and M's ever been to Knoxville? Because they're playing this week, I, I didn't think they had. So I don't know. I could see them. I could see A and M beating Tennessee. Me too. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know, Steve. I mean, LSU has two losses. They can play good offense, but they're terrible on defense. I, I, I don't know. That's where I'm going. Mm-hmm. You just there, there's a. I, I think a and on a given week, A and M, Tennessee, LSU, uh, uh, Ole Miss could be just about anybody mm-hmm. right but they could also lose mm-hmm. and that's i think where our league is so the point i've been trying to hammer home here is that outside of georgia and alabama everybody else is the same they're kind of in this big mix right i mean people thought well this is kentucky well they got destroyed okay Ole miss couldn't get over the alabama hump arkansas is taking a step down i think a&M had a chance. They were beating Alabama and had them on the ropes and let them go. Yep. Can they recover from that now? Have I, you, you, speaking of that, do you know, did, have you seen who was just ripping the NFL apart? A-Shane. Oh, Coach. I mean, uh, whoa. yeah, he, he is one of the fastest human beings. I thought that when he played at A&M. Uh, I think he was that. I mean, I knew he was good. and it, I think he was a third-round draft choice, I think. Yeah. Holy he can smokes! Run. Yeah, he averaged like eleven a carry yesterday. Yeah, I mean, and he lead. I think he is, doesn't he lead the NFL in rushing. Am I wrong on that? Well, he doesn't get as many carries as I mean, most start. I feel yeah, like he gets, gets yeah. a lot of the carries, but they. But he had one hundred and fifty yards yesterday. They are extremely fast, and then they just picked up the. They got they traded for the the guy from Chicago, yeah. Clay, Claypool. I think yeah, Claypool. Yeah. So if, if Tua doesn't throw picks, they're it's it's fun watching. The 49ers just carve you up. They do. He's and a terrific play caller. He is, he, his scheming and, like, it changes week to week. His motions and just the little nuances that he puts in week to week, it's just it's fascinating to me. I think he's the best play caller out there. And I'm sorry, watching Dallas go down in flames – Really excites me. <laughs> I just have never that whole America's team nonsense. And your Jets won yesterday. Yes. Now they beat a bad team. They did. But I'm telling you right now, I'm pulling for Zach Wilson, and I think they're gonna they're gonna win some games. Yeah. I mean, defensively, they should be kept. You should keep them in every game. 
But did you see uh, the exchange between Wilson and uh, Sean Payton? Sean Payton. I did not. Ooh, near the end of the game, Payton just turned and let him have it. Hmm. There's something wrong there. Well, I don't think Russell Wilson. You know, I, I've talked to some friends of mine in the NFL that that do a lot of shows and stuff. You know, he had a lot of success at Seattle, but it was all outside of the pocket on scrambles. And he's and Sean Payton, you got to understand offense with him and know what he's trying to do. I know Sean Payton's had trouble with him spitting the plays out because they talked about banding everything up for Wilson. So uh, I I don't know who their backup is, but it wouldn't shock me in the next couple of weeks if they're playing the backup. And I think they play the Chiefs Thursday night. Oh, boy. Denver, I think. Uh, Andrew, hello. Good afternoon, Shane and Steve. I've been looking over some stats uh, recently, and um, I know the crowd is going to help South Carolina's defense a bit, like all home home crowds do. But for some reason, uh, their coach thinks that they're not winning a lot of one-on-one battles, and the statistically they're near the bottom in a few categories but uh shane uh you said you'd wanted to come out and prove or or show them that we're going to throw and you said you know if you throw three times and out then at least we kind of plant that seed i might have missed it but did you did you give a reason for that because we have never done it Okay. I mean, I, I'm, so, I'm, I'm, look, if people watch tape on the Gators and look at tendencies, our first series, we come out and we run the foot. I mean, we run the football a lot. So why not come out the first three plays of the game and fire it around the ballpark? And I don't even care if they're wide receiver screens. I'm just talking about throw the football. And if you have to punt, oh, well, you had to punt. I mean, we came out running the football at Utah and Kentucky, I believe, the first series, and we ended up going backwards and we had to punt. So what's the difference? Be aggressive. Yeah. Be aggressive well, is what I'm no. saying. Be aggressive. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. That's what that's my mind. Hell, run that damn reverse that to Ricky Pearsall again. First play of the game. You know yeah, they're going to be hyped I'd, up. I'd tell them. Yeah, I'd tell them before the game. I'd say one of the most important things in this game is what we do the first time we get the ball. And I'd let it rip. You're right. Uh, one thing, Steve, could I ask you about your impressions uh, tonight of, with the Phillies and the Braves, and then I'll take it over the air. You think the Braves are going to come back? Thanks, guys. Okay. See Thank you, Andrew. <clears throat> they're better. The, the, well, yeah. <laughs> the Phillies, think about it. They're the defending champions, right? Oh, and the Braves won the two years ago, right? Yeah. And think about it. There's no pressure on the Phillies. Let me ask you this, Steve, before you answer his question. Why in baseball? Because in the wild card round, the Phillies were the four seed. The D-backs were the the sixth seed, I believe. D-backs win their series. I feel like they should have gone to play the Braves. And then with Phillies being the four seed, they they should have gone to the Dodgers. I think now that's predetermined. I I I don't know that it is. But you see what I'm saying? It makes no sense to me. I get you. Going into the playoffs, the Braves pitching has taken a big hit by injury. They've got a lot of guys hurt. And that's why I thought the Braves all year long 
had the best because their pitching was so good and you had Acuna and the rest of those guys. But I think they're a little vulnerable now. And Philadelphia knows what to do in the postseason. They just turn it up a notch. I think the Braves can certainly come back, but it would not shock me if the Phillies won this series. Yeah, and can you name one player for the Diamondbacks, Steve? Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, I guess if I thought about it. but, but I know no. I can't. And, and, that's, and that's the trouble that, like, the Twins. Oh, I, could, I, I don't know anybody. I mean, is you know, Johan Santana still there? No. <laughs> Kirby no, Puckett? No. <laughs> no. But they've, you know, they, they've evened the series. And, you know, that's another thing. Think of the Houston Astros, right? They've been good for a long time, but if you get past, you know, a couple of guys, everybody just because of free agency, yeah. everybody just changes. And, you know, that look at Clayton Kershaw. He gets bombed his, his first appearance, right? And the Dodgers won 100 games, didn't they? So when it gets to the postseason in baseball, it's never I, – I would never, ever bet on baseball because you just don't know – I'm not saying the regular season doesn't mean anything because you get home field advantage sometimes, but think about it. The Phillies were an afterthought last year, won the World Series. You just don't know. The favorite doesn't always win, and that's and we've seen that come true. Um, all right, last thoughts. South Carolina and Florida. Carolina does have a really good quarterback, but they can't keep him upright sometimes. Yeah, Rattler, uh, you know, he struggled early last year, got it going late in the year, looked horrible here in the swamp, and then got it going, and he's played pretty well early on. But, yeah, got to pressure him. And, and I've had people, we're not getting a bunch of sacks. We didn't get sacks against Vanderbilt. What we did, you move that guy off, off his spot, that's just as good as a sack. Yeah. So we got to do that and uh, make some explosive plays somehow. Don't do anything dumb and just we got to find some way to win this game. Inside the huddle tomorrow at 11, sports scene at 12. We'll talk to you then. Thanks to Dana for producing. Thank you for listening. I'm Steve Russell, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville, U251CG, Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.